At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by. Bet MGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin in the house. How you doing, man? Good, Good. man. Ready to roll on a Friday. What'd you say? Kick in uh, caffeine? What'd you say before? <laughs> I said, come on, espresso. Kick in. I need it. <laughs> Kelly needs 20 more seconds. Um, on the show today, it's all about football. It's all about baseball. Baseball playoffs begin seven minutes after this show ends today. All day playoff baseball. That's wild. Love that. Paul uh, Sporer will join us. Jason Weingarten to talk baseball. Um, Adam Burke will have some baseball thoughts as well. But we'll do college football with Dr. Bob. He's got a pick. Paul Carr with some Premier League. Matt Brown, our buddy with the National Football League as well. You and I, Kelly, will uh, tell everybody what our bets are this weekend in the NFL. And, of course, uh, what I'm thinking survivor-wise. Maybe Chris Felica. We don't know. We don't know. The man's got a busy schedule. He's a busy man. I don't know. We'll take him when we can. He shows up. He shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's our guy. I think this has been the the – "Quote unquote easiest survivor week for me as in oh, you know no doubt option to pick yes I know I'm not really confident in the option but you know. <laughs> right but week five many uh, options much much more plentiful than they were in three yes. and four yes for sure ladies and gentlemen if you missed the football game last night between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos I oh, I pity you what a what a classic you missed uh, we can't get those hours back uh, the type of game that uh, Set the NFL back about 25 to 50 years, somewhere in that. As the Colts 
outlast the Broncos in overtime. Because, of course, it went to overtime. 12-9. to nine. No touchdown score. Congratulations to everybody who had the uh, touchdown prop. This, the, uh, did you see Parles bet it? The no touchdown prop. 100-1. to one. Did you see Parles bet I it? I did not. 125-1 to one he got on it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Unless he's lying to me, and he just texted him to me. I don't think me. he's lying. I don't I think, think he's lying, too, either. Uh, Al Michaels, who actually did the play-by-play on this game, at one point said it was the type of game you'd like to have as the fifth regional on CBS on Sunday. This is the actual play-by-play announcer of the game doing that. By the way, that was well before Kelly. He then said, Matt Ryan, two-pitch, shick shacks. <laughs> I was going to say, you and I were talking about that before the show, because I also yes. caught a bit where we were, they were coming back for commercial. It was right before Matt Ryan's second INT. So that's what made it even funnier. But that's what Al was like, you know, Kirk, this is one of those games that it's just, it's so it's it's so not good that it's almost great. And Kirk Herbst was just like, what? No. Yeah, no. Nice. And I'm like, what did Al Michaels just say? <laughs> Two picks. Shick shacks. All right. The game, but, but there's not much to go through here, but let me just say the tone was set. When on the first play of scrimmage, uh, Naheem Hines immediately dropped Matt Ryan pass. The second play, he ran for three yards. And then on the third play, Ryan went to Hines for a five-yard pass, and then he was concussed, and we never saw him again. So everybody who had Naeem Hines props going over, those were dead on arrival, basically. Yeah, sorry, John Legaza. Yeah. That stinks. I think Matt Brown added too. Really? Yeah. yeah, I liked those two yesterday. Like, I yeah. thought any receiving uh, ones with him, receptions, receiving yards, I thought were good bets. We hope Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines is good. Um, he had that wobbly effect that Tua had. Can linemen not help out the little guy out there? What was with that? You got giant linemen, and they're just letting him stumble all over the place. Help the guy out. So here's the dealio. Seven Colts punts in this game, five Broncos punts. Let's go to the fourth quarter. <laughs> There's really nothing to say. By the way, we had tweets. Do we have those tweets? We had tweets all through the night where people were uh, people were sending tweets, and they were essentially asking, not essentially, they were Tom F., any chance the game could go unspoken about on the show, like not even the score? Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Joby, would be epic if you opened the show tomorrow morning with a summary of overnight tennis results with the same seriousness and gravitas of guessing lines on Mondays when reviewing the previous day's NFL results, making no reference to this football nonsense. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's compromise. Let's go to the fourth quarter alone. Denver's up 9-6. to six. This, is the, this is early in the fourth quarter. Denver's up 9-6. to six. First and 10 at the Denver 39, 14-20 left. So, again, another situation in this game where Denver up three can just sort of matriculate and salt this game away if they want to. Two scores would have been insurmountable. And then Russell Wilson airmails the ball. I believe they were the Indy 39, pardon me. Wilson airmails the ball. I would love to tell you who the intended receiver was, but one, it was so airmailed that I can't, and two, I can't rewind on Amazon, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, Rodney Thomas picks it and returns at 35 yards. That ball was so poorly thrown. It's like Russell Wilson at no point in his NFL career would have thrown that pass. I, he looked like a flustered rookie quarterback on that play that was like, I'm just chugging this downfield and hopefully my wide receiver can make a play. And the the, the, the egregiousness of that pass, I mean, you're really, you're trying to salt the game away and instead you're like, oh, Colts here, take it. That one didn't come back to haunt him. Denver deforced a punt, then Denver punted, then Indianapolis punted, and then Denver started matriculating again. No timeouts left for the Colts, Kelly. Fourth and two at the Indianapolis 28 for Denver, up 9-6, 3.09 left. They go for it. Wilson to Eric Salbert for nine. First and ten. Keep in mind, Indianapolis, no timeouts. Three plays later. So instead of, you know, trying to run this down, and at a minimum, kick a field goal to go up six. Three plays later, Wilson 
picked off in the end zone by Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you? First of all, why are you pick? Why are you going after Gilmore's guy? What are you doing? A horrible pass again from Russell Wilson. Horrible pass. Nice pick. Nice pick. I'll give Gilmore credit. There's a, it's actually right on the TV behind you. Oh, and interception. Once again, I thought you were gazing yeah. deeply into my eyes. <laughs> all right, and then the, the okay. So again, it's still nine to six. Colts get the ball back. They're given another life. When again, no timeouts. People were making a too big of a deal of that. They were like, oh, the Broncos could have salted. No, not necessarily, but they could have at least attempted a field goal at minimum. Yes, they could have salted it away, but it was still third and four uh, on that play. All right, so the, the Colts get the ball back. First play from scrimmage. Ryan's arm gets hit. Looks like it's going to get picked. At best, fall incomplete. And somehow Alec Pierce snatched it for an 11-yard catch. One of these, one, an amazing catch that I don't think Michaels and Herbstreet made enough of. Just an incredible catch. Second play, Ryan hit by Bradley Chubb, fumbles, recovers his own fumble. I feel these are the things that will get lost on this last drive. Third play, Ryan with someone in his chest somehow got it to Pierce again for 17. Ryan to Paris Campbell for 10. Ryan to Pierce for 5. Should have been picked, by the way, that one as well, but Denver was offsides anyway. (laughs) Deion Jackson for 17. Ryan to Jackson for 9 after a broken tackle, then a spike with 13 seconds left, and, of course, a delay of game and an incomplete. And, of course, they settle for the field goal, and we're going to overtime. Colts the fall. excitement continues. Oh, I, I, I think I texted a bunch of people. I was like, dear God, I think we're going over time here. OT, Colts ball, fourth and three at the Denver 30, 554 left. Chase McLaughlin, 47-yarder to put the Colts up, give them their first lead of the game, 12-9. to nine. And then the fateful play. Denver, fourth and one at the Indianapolis five-yard line, 238 left in overtime. Wilson, instead of... Them running the football and getting that yard. You're at mm-hmm. home. You need one yard at home. If you cannot run for that, you do not deserve to win a football game. Now the shotgun, Gil- Shotgun, baby. Russell Wilson, also a quarterback who never sneaks either. I mean, we can't never. even start to have that conversation. So His eyes lock into Cameron Sun. Yeah, lock in. Don't look right. Don't look right to wide open KJ Hamler. <laughs> Just lock on your wide receiver. Was it lock? Was it for Sutton? Was it for Tyree Cleveland? I don't. Broken up by Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And KJ Hamler, as you pointed out via text right afterwards, wide open. Wide open. And throwing his quarterback under the bus a little bit, I guess, post game. KJ Hamler, according to James Palmer TV here, I could have walked in. Well, at least at least Hamler uh, handled it well when he started banging his helmet repeatedly on the ground. I would have too. I literally just, I don't know. It was for those who listened to them beating the book of Megapod. I made a comment last week where I'm like, "Do you think there's a this is totally non-betting?" But I was like, "Do you think there's a fall off the cliff quotient with the Broncos that if things start to go bad, his teammates are going to turn on Russell Wilson?" And that is Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. Exhibit A. That that tweet right there. If you have a wide receiver talking to a reporter saying that uh, the wheels are falling off the bus, you know who's also had a lot of pent up frustration about Russell Wilson over the years? <laughs> who's that, Gil? One Richard Sherman. I wonder what he thought about that final play. On the final play, you got to run the ball again. Like I, I mean, I wish I had Marshawn up here. Like, one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. Run, what? run the ball. Hey, CT. He's triggered. All he has He's to triggered. do is run the football. Like, <laughs> necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God dang it, run the dang ball. Like, learn from I, your mistakes. I don't, can somebody fill me in? What is he yeah. referring to? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Have you been in this situation before? Run I, the ball. That's right. If it's Patrick. I feel like Richard Sherman's like me trying to get bets in Vegas when you like they don't have markets. Where I'm like, post the market!
market. Why isn't this posted? Richard Sherman has been waiting years to let this out. Yeah. And he had his moment last night. Uh, Matt Ryan finishes for the Colts in victory. 26 of 41 for 251, no touchdowns, two picks, shick shack. Pierce was his main target, 8 for 81. Russell Wilson, 21 of 39 for 274, no touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked four times. Keep in mind, Seattle traded Wilson to the Broncos along with a uh, 2022 fourth-round pick in exchange for Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Denver's first and second rounders in each of the next two drafts, as well as a 2022 fifth-rounder. So, and Schwab, paying him a grip. Frank Schwab tweeting about this last night. Like, 2025 is about, like, the earliest you can get rid of this guy, too. Like, the cap hit is just incredible over the next couple of years. ESPN Stats and Information. Want to put the game in context? Here we go. Colts became the second team in the Super Bowl era to win a game in which they scored zero touchdowns through multiple picks and were sacked at least six times. They joined the 73 Browns and beat the Giants in Week 13, 12-10. Who could forget that game? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yep. Great tweet from Dion Cabo, because I think a lot of us were thinking this as well. He says, can we all just agree? Can we all just agree on the fact now that the 65-yard field goal was the, or was the right call in Game 1 for Seattle? Excuse me, for Denver. Against Seattle. <laughs> Going back to everybody killing Nathaniel Hackett for choosing the Brandon McManus field goal. Yep. Shield Kapadia. Broncos offensive ranks through five games. EPA per drive 28th. Success rate 30th. Points per drive 31st. Touchdowns per drive 32nd. Three and outs 29th. Points per game 31st. Just a complete disaster. Anyway, you slice it. So sad, man. I'm such, I'm such a Russell Wilson fan. And su- such a fan for so long. And... And Frank Reich spoke as if they won the Super Bowl last night afterwards. He did. Nobody, you just won a crappy game in Denver, and your team's got problems. Though they did have a lot of injuries. Let's give them that. We'll come back. Bob Stoll with the college football pick of the week next. Numbers gave Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. Trevor Warwick, disappointed you didn't start the show with uh, Let's Ride. <laughs> By the way, Will Hill texted me yesterday. Uh, and he, he wanted to be very clear about uh, the way that I say let's ride. He goes, Gil, there's a little less T and a little less D. So he was like, it's less rye. Yeah, that's true. To which, uh, to which then I quipped, because I'm a quipper, Kelly. That's also true. Maybe he just doesn't like rye bread. So if you think about it, it's just Russell Wilson complaining about too much. He's like, less rye. <laughs> I promise you, you'll think of it differently the rest of your life. <laughs> and maybe that's what it's been oh, the whole God. time. Uh, Dr. Bob is in Denver. Outside of Denver, Dr. Bob Sports at drbobsports.com. How you doing, Bob? Good morning to you, man. I'm doing all right. Um, having a good week, actually, work-wise. I, I, I work around the clock pretty much, but for whatever reason, I'm being more efficient this week. Good. Well, see, it's nice that you're from that area because I get to ask you this, but then I think to, your, to myself, well, Bob is always in his work cocoon, so maybe he doesn't have a... Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Doesn't matter where I am. Yeah, I don't know if you. Because I don't know anything going on outside of my <laughs> office generally. Because I was going to ask you, I was like, "What's the sentiment in Denver about this Broncos team?" But you wouldn't know, would you? No, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just in his in his uh, what do you call that? His bunker, as they said in uh, in wars. That's right. All right. So you have a uh, you have a college football play that you love that is still available. What would that be? It's an upset. Uh, I like Texas Tech against Oklahoma State. And as you know, as uh, you get my stuff, I, um, I played Texas Tech on Monday when the line was plus 10.5. I think it could get back to 10. It's down to 9. I think there's some 9.5 around, and I think it could get back to 10 because I, it's, the public is probably going to play Oklahoma State here. Um, I think they're the most overrated team in the country. I'm shocked when I look at the I, – I rarely look at rankings. And I look at the rankings, I'm like, what, are they, 7th or 6th or something like that? I'm like, got to be joking me. I mean, this is not – a an elite team at all. And I think the ranking is based on a couple things. First of all, they were 12-2 and last year, and that was legit. Um, and they're 4-0 this season. So people are like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma State is, is picking up where they left off. But I don't think the people who vote or even the betting market is really looking at this, at this Oklahoma State team. Uh, last year's team was really good because their defense was elite. They were the third-best defense in the nation. And going into this year, though, I had Oklahoma State's defense rated much, much worse than they were last year. Still, still 
I still have them rated better than average, but they only have four returning starters, and most importantly, they are without defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, who moved on, and he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation. So they lose most of their good players on defense and their defensive coordinator, who makes a huge difference. Um, so, so far, they've been even worse than projected. The Cowboys uh, have given up 453 total yards at 6.3 yards per play in the three games this year against FBS opposition. Uh, they've allowed 6.0 yards per play or more in each of those three games. That includes games against Central Michigan and Arizona State, who are worse than average offensive teams. Last week, I think they're getting a lot of credit for beating Baylor last week, um, but they got outgained by 86 yards and by 5.0 yards per play to 6.5 yards per play. They should have lost that game by 10, not one by 11. So that I, that was a lucky win as far as you know the way things I look at the way I look at things. So uh, they've done nothing this year to to have that kind of rating. Uh, the one thing, and this matchup is not good for them. Oklahoma State's run defense is good. I thought they'd be good, and so far they've been about half a yard yard per running play better than average when you compensate for who they've played. But the rebuild secondary is allowing 67% completions and 7.9 yards per pass play to FBS quarterbacks. And those quarterbacks would combine to average about six yards per pass play. So they're almost two yards per pass play worse than what would be expected against that opposition. Um, what, what makes them better what makes them have played better than their defense actually is playing is that they've only been allowed 23% conversions on third downs. And as you know, there's a lot of variance in third down conversions. There's no way a team that gives up 67% completions and overall is worse than average will continue to allow just 23% on third down conversions. So that's likely to regress towards the mean. And when it does, they're going to come back down to reality. Um, they're just not that good. They're, they're bad defensively, not just not that good. They're just not – they're bad defensively. They're still going up, even with that third down conversions, as good as it is, they're still giving up 29 points per game to those three teams who overall are about average offensively. So defenses are bad. And Texas Tech averages 56 pass plays per game, and now they're playing a pass defense that's terrible. Um, so that's a good matchup for Texas Tech. So I think Texas Tech's going to get over 500 total yards in this game. I think they're going to move the ball up and down the field. And Oklahoma State's offense is not going to be able to keep up. They, they have a reputation for being elite offensively, but in reality they're just 0.4 yards per play better than average offensively, which is about what they were last year. Um, and Texas Tech, while their defense struggled last week, that was mostly based on big run plays by the quarterback. Adrian Martinez had a couple huge run plays, and then uh, Texas State's running back had a huge run play. But in the other so three drives for, for uh, three touchdown drives for 228 yards on a total of eight plays. So that was all big plays. The rest of the time, Texas Tech held, held uh, Kansas State to an average of 21 yards on their other 11 drives. So it's not like they fell apart, but the, but the big plays last week made their defense look worse than they are. Oklahoma State is not going to have huge running plays like Kansas State did. Spencer Sanders is a decent runner, but he's not explosive running the ball like Adrian Martinez is. Sanders' longest run this season is 24 yards, and he's never had a runner more than 37 yards in his four years as a starter. So I don't think they're going to get beaten up by long running plays like they were last week. And otherwise, Texas Tech's defense has played, played really well this season. And they beat Texas, uh, which is saying something, given how good Texas is. And in the other games that they lost, they lost to NC State, but they outgained NC State by 84 yards. And even last week, giving up all those huge running plays, they still outgained Kansas State by 12 yards. So Texas Tech is, a, is better than their 3-2 and two record, which includes that win over Texas. And Oklahoma State is a phony 4-0. They... they they are a mediocre team at best. Um, so I think 
I think Texas Tech has a good chance to win the game straight up, um, and I'll take seven or seven and a half or more uh, um, for sure. And I think this line's going to get back to ten, so you might want to wait on that. Yeah, nine and a half right now is what we're showing. So you are sprinkling a little on the money line. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that when I was calling you because you have your buddy who likes to sprinkle, sprinkle a little on the money line. <laughs> likes to sprinkle. We used to we used to rock the E forty when he would do it. Um, and so, and then should I then also glean from all of this that you don't love anything in the NFL particularly right now? Well, I've only I've only given out two, you know, what I consider best bets. Um, the one I'll share with you, and this is pretty simple. Um, Seattle has a uh, atrocious defense. Um, and they have a surprisingly good offense. They're fourth right now in yards per play. I don't think they're that good. I mean, it's Geno Smith. But so far, they've been really good. So let's just say that Seattle has about an average offense, um, which, you know, so far, like I said, they've been about fourth in the league in offense. But their defense is legitimately bad, and that's something you know, that was anticipated coming into the season. And now you have New Orleans, who's played this really tough schedule. Um, and I think their offense is, even with Andy Dalton, is, you know, who's been about the same as Jameis Winston over their careers is is much better offensively than they show. They just played a tough, de- uh, tough slate of defenses so far. So I think there's going to be some 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 scoring here. And based on the patterns of these teams, I like the first half over. Uh, it was 22 and a half when I when I played this game. I think it could be up to 23, um, but first half over 23 or less in the New Orleans Seattle game. Okay, Bob, we appreciate it as always, man. Go back into the bunker. We'll see. We'll talk to you next I week. I will do. All right, right, buddy. Dr. Bob Stoll, everybody, at Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter. Always great to hear from you. What you looking at? I just watched the Draymond Punch video about 17 times. TMZ got it. TMZ got it. I just retweeted it if anybody wants to go check it out, at Kelly Bidlin. Uh, (laughs) I don't know who should feel worse in the video, Draymond or Jordan Poole. Meaning? I I don't know if there's audio on it. Obviously, we're doing a show, so I couldn't exactly listen to the audio. Sure. Because I I got respect for you, Gil. Not not that I was sitting back here watching it. Hey, everybody, go watch this punch. (laughs) (laughs) So much respect. Oh, man, Draymond lays him out. Really? Oh, yeah. It is like, it is the Jordan Poole gives him the shove, like, get out of my face, and then immediate, bam, and drops him. One shot drops him. Steph said all that stuff about Jordan Poole being, you know, arrogant, cocky all offseason is... Not true. He went the other way on those reports. Really? Yeah. Okay. He said not true. Yeah, it, it looks like, I mean, it looks like classic Draymond. It's it's uh, Jordan, Cla- Poole, Jordan Poole's Draymond. like standing like in the middle of a play, it looks like, and Draymond's off to the sideline just jawing at him. And then, like, Jordan Poole looks like he's trying to ignore him. Draymond gets up in his face, and as soon as he gets up in his face, Poole shoves him off, and that's all it took. Draymond, yeah. bam, one shot, this lays is, him out. This is without a doubt Draymond Green's last year as a Warrior. They'll they'll try to run it back. They'll try to win one more. Yeah, one for the thumb in twenty three. Oh, and, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you could even maybe you could even have said that if they you know if, same thing if they didn't win last year, right? Yeah. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, and he and he appears to be one of these guys also who would have no compunction whatsoever about like oh they're paying me more over there. See you. After oh, all totally. That. Like so. that guy will be in media and will be great in media. Yeah. He's already in media. His own stuff. He's fantastic. As long as he doesn't punch anybody on set, he'll be good. Yeah, Draymond. The videos out there. All right, we'll come back. Adam Burke, he's got baseball thoughts. Baseball begins the postseason in less than two hours. He's got thoughts on that and college and pro football as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game.
game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSEN hockey season prep guides available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VSEN hockey season prep guide by becoming a VSEN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. This is from uh, Mark, Mark NLBC, who wrote, uh, it didn't apply to me, but I have so many Jewish friends. I did miss wishing you a happy fast on Yom Kippur. So belated best wishes, by the way. I've said it before, but I, I enjoy the intelligence that you bring each day to your show. Thank you, Mark. That's very that's a very kind note on uh, on all counts, so we appreciate that. Uh, as far as uh, last night here, this is, uh, let's see here, uh, this is from James Ruka. He says, Al Michaels imitation, crying emojis, laughing emojis. <laughs> this is from Uncle underscore Bush. He said, Gil impersonating Al Michaels impersonating Sean Connery will never not be funny. <laughs> will never not be funny. Oh, yeah, that's what it, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's great. Because yeah, they kept pro, uh, promoing the James Bond, like watch every James Bond movie <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Two picks, shick shack uh, this is from, let's see, <laughs> do, 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 do. by the way, I saw the video. Draymond Green is a, he Punk. put, he put, yeah, he sort puts, he puts his chest on Jordan Poole. So yeah, Jordan Poole's Jordan like, get Poole, off me. Get off me. And Draymond just. Draymond was going to do that the whole time. And you said the right thing. I kind of blame the team for enabling him. Absolutely. Teammates, coaches, where are you at? You know where Draymond's heading. Get in the way. Separate the two. Yeah. And oh, uh, Punish him. I mean, come on. Anyway, um, let's see. Mark B. talking about the Dr. Bob segment. He goes, well, that was the most compelling and thoughtful handicap I've ever heard in my life, and I guess I'm betting my 401k on Texas Tech. <laughs> so there's that. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, one other thing before we get to Adam. I, I sort of buried the headline about the game last night from a betting standpoint, and this just gets back to a point that we like to make on this show, which is not everything in betting and sports betting is the same. Not everything is splitting the atom. Not everything is reinventing the wheel, whatever cliche you want to use. So, yes, on certain sports, crunching data, you use a model, maybe that's the way you choose to do it. Certain other things, it's an informational thing. A game like last night where Kelly and I pretty much called it the pre-flop, I don't know if there was much on the side. I ended up right before the game betting the under because we talked it through on the Megapod a bit. Colts, Broncos under 42. And then right afterwards, I I, uh, tweeted to uh, Aaron Oster, who's the producer of... uh, Wes and Femi show at night here where they do the live betting show because they want live bets. I said, in-game under 41. But you still helping out. Right after each initial drive. And then afterwards, I bet it two more times, right? 36 and a half, under 36 and a half, and under 30. I I, I wish I had bet it even more than that, but I didn't. I stopped there. And so I'm just saying, sometimes winning at sports betting can just be so ridiculous. And so stupid, and nothing that you ever plan necessarily in advance till you see what's happening on the field. It is another just sort of feather in the cap for in game betting. Does it always work out like that? No. But at a game like last night, boy, it sure did. And I think a lot of people did what yep. I did. Uh, Adam Burke is here, ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, one of the great baseball minds, and I mean that. Um, that I've ever run into. You should see his season previews. That's his. Uh, that's been a staple through the years. But it is the postseason, and we're happy to be able to talk baseball with Adam right now. How you doing, man? 
We'll call it nervous excitement, Gil. Uh, that's what we'll call it. I'm very, very jittery here this morning. You are, just full disclosure, you are a Guardians fan. You're a Cleveland guy. That is the first game. It starts in about an hour and a half. Game one, the Rays at the Guardians, best of three. All games will be in Cleveland. Shane versus Shane. Do you like anything in game one? Do you like anything in the series? Well, the more this line goes down, the more I'm kind of thinking about the Cleveland side of it because I I, I understand that the Guardians are bad against left-handed pitching. They're really bad. They were one of the worst offenses throughout the season, and they were 20 points lower than anybody else in the second half in weighted on base average against lefties. That's why we got a a 5.5 total here with under juice at minus 115. But at this point, I mean, look, I think Shane Bieber matches up really well against the Rays. I think Cleveland may have the better bullpen here starting to get them at a cheap price. So maybe before first pitch may take a look at Cleveland, but I think what's fascinating about this game is just that total of five and a half that keeps going down. Amazing. Yeah. This is again, for those who have not, you know, been betting for, for as long as some of us have, you would never get a five and a half 10 years ago. If it was like ACE versus ACE, like the two best pitchers in the game, they wouldn't have brought it down to five and a half, but that's the run environment. When you have an ACE versus ACE in the postseason, that's what you're getting five and a half on this. Uh, game one, twelve oh seven Eastern, nine oh seven a.m. Pacific. Let's go. Five and a half. Five and a half. Ke- Kelly's. I, let me tell you what Kelly's brain is thinking right now, uh, Adam. <laughs> if I can just share, because I know that the mentalist O's couldn't get into Kelly's brain, but I can. He's going. Oh my God! I've got to bet the over. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, and obviously this is the first time guessing baseball lines with Kelly Bidler. I had no <laughs> idea the total was five and a half in this game. All right, so Adam is nervous excitement for his uh, Guardians right there. What about game two? And the, uh, the we'll just do the chronological order today. It's the Phillies at the Cardinals, best of three wild card series, 3-6 series in the National League. With the Cardinals uh, and the Phillies, almost a coin flip in game one. Um with the Cardinals, obviously, favorites for the series, all three games would be in St. Louis if it went that far. Any thoughts on game one or the series? I think this is a, a pretty tough handicap because I'm kind of surprised that Jose Quintana is the guy that got the call Me in game too. one, but he did pitch really, really well down the stretch, held batters to a 183 average, had a 28-4 to four, struck out the walk ratio, but he also faced the Nationals, the Pirates twice, the Reds. So he kind of had some pretty bad lineups throughout September and then on into October. Also, the Phillies are a top five offense against left-handed pitching. So a little bit surprised that they send out Katana here in this one. Makes me wonder how far he'll actually go in this game, which is an important talking point about starting pitchers yes. in the playoffs. But also Zach Wheeler, he's only made three starts since August 21st or since August 20th because he was on the injured list. So he faced the Blue Jays, Cubs, and Nationals, not exactly on the level of the St. Louis Cardinals. So I don't really know what we're going to get from Zach Wheeler here either. But one thing to keep in mind in this series for as long as it goes, Bush Stadium, an extreme pitcher's park. So this should be a lower scoring series, in my opinion. Have you been amazed? And this is anecdotal, just in terms of being around people who have thoughts on, on betting this series. Have you had a similar experience where you've seen a lot of love for the Phillies and not a lot of respect for the Cardinals in this matchup? Yeah, I think so, and I think we'll really see that in tomorrow's game with Aaron Nola and and, um, Miles Michaelis. I think that'll be a line where we probably see the Phillies a road favorite in that game and and maybe a decisive one at that. So that'll be kind of interesting to look at for me. Look, I mean, this all comes down to the Phillies' bullpen, right? I mean, the Cardinals' bullpen we know is good. Something to keep in mind with bullpens in the playoffs as well is that bad relievers don't pitch. 
So whatever the full season yeah. numbers look like, the top guys are the only ones that are going to be out there. So every bullpen, in theory, should be better in the postseason, which could help the Phillies out. That's how the Giants won three World Series with a great bullpen. Uh, okay, let's go to the next two series. Seattle at Toronto's Game 3 today. Game 1 uh, at Rogers in Toronto. Castillo versus Manoa. Only bet I have in any of these series, I took the Mariners for the series. What do you have here for the series or Game 1 itself? I agree. I took the Mariners for the series here as well. They're anywhere from plus 130 to plus 140 out there. I think they're very live in this series. I'm very concerned about Game 2, but I think they win Game 1 today. I didn't double down on this one and play game one along with the series price. But I do really like Luis Castillo in this matchup. I like that Seattle bullpen quite a bit as well. Uh, You know, the Toronto bullpen, this pedestrian, very middle of the road. And I think that their right-handed heavy nature, they've actually overperformed my expectation this season. But now they face a guy in Castillo that can rack up strikeouts, gets a lot of ground balls, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. I think it's very hard for Toronto to have success in this matchup today. So I'll go ahead and take the Mariners series price, expect them to win game one, and then hope they can win one of the next two, where I think tomorrow's a tricky one with Robbie Ray. And I just as an early thought for game two, I think Blue Jays' first five team total overs, not a bad look against Robbie Ray tomorrow. I'd expect that to probably be in the two and a half range, and I think that might be a pretty good bet. Yeah, I went Mariners series as you did. You took them at plus 140. I also took the Mariners today in Castillo. Uh, at plus 115, I believe, was my number. And then the nightcap, the sexiest matchup of the wild card round, San Diego and the New York Mets. It's Darvish against Scherzer. And I guess the question here is, has the Mets price, by the way, minus 145 today with a total of six, minus 145 on the Mets, but has the Mets series price gotten too high for your liking? Look, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Jacob DeGrom. So that really makes it very difficult to bet this series price. They're talking about holding him back. They're talking about maybe only using him if they absolutely need him in game three. Makes it very hard to bet the Mets from a series standpoint. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily love Blake Snell against the Mets in game two. That would kind of be my worry. But I'm starting to think about betting the over six in game one here today because Max Scherzer is not right. We know that oblique injury is still an issue. I'm not sure how effective he'll actually be in this game. And I think the Mets can get to Darvish. So I'm thinking over six is the way I'd look here. But also maybe look to live bet the Mets, where I think their bullpen is better than San Diego's. Mets as high as minus 175, I'm seeing over at DraftKings. So a uh, lot of love for the Mets. But always uh, with all of these, shop around. By the way, we're showing minus 185. Pardon me, at BetMGM now. That has soared up for the Mets. With all of these... Series prices, shop around because you will see some difference. A lot of good nuggets in there from Adam. Adam, we appreciate it as always, man. Thank you so much. And good luck this morning with your Guardians. Thank you, sir. Go Guardians. <laughs> At Skating Tripods. Uh, Adam's very honest. I got a little nervous energy going. Paul Carr, Premier League picks and some Survivor talk next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to care a $50 bonus. When they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. That's, by the way, your chance to earn a $50 bonus when you sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account. Click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All Promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. We get tweets at beating the book. I just want to read this one because it's a little sports talk radio, Kelly, but uh, we're not above doing 30 seconds of sports talk radio. This is from Truck. And the reason I bring this up is because... Uh, the aforementioned Will Hill also brought this up via text yesterday. He said, truck, truck 1223 says, is Russell Wilson playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? My answer is no. Oh, boy. But Will thought so, kind of, too. So maybe some people have that opinion. Man, it, I was already depressed enough watching that game last night. I don't want to start thinking that way. We, we should say this, right? We have been so fortunate to watch Russell Wilson play football through the years. Yeah, we make fun of him because, yeah, he might be a dork ball. I get it. Um, but he, had put, he has put on his Superman cape so many times for the Seattle Seahawks and single-handedly made up for so many of Pete Carroll's flaws and the flaws on that team on offense, and he's been a joy to watch through the years. And to see him like this... It's tough. Sucks. 
And I don't, I don't want to pile on. We didn't get a chance. Like, we didn't get a chance really to talk about that final play. We were listening to Richard Sherman talking about running it. Yeah. Like, you can say everything you want about the play call. Hamler was open. Wide open. He's open. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to make that throw. That, that that's got to be a score right there. That and the, and I will say the 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 first interception. People are going to make. I mean, the biggest play was the second interception. But but the first interception was so. What ha, What are you doing? I don't know. Air mails it down. Feels like how careless can you be? So it's getting sad to watch. Tony Gonzalez was pretty uh, pretty harsh about it too. He tried to hold back, but he couldn't. You know, he's like, "This is bad. This is pathetic." Was the word he used. We bring in Paul Carr, ladies and gentlemen, who's not a uh, Russell Wilson guy necessarily, but he's a Dolphins guy. Um, how you doing, man? You good? And I just glad to survive the game last night. And basically, as you've kind of talked about, sports betting was invented for games like that. Yes. Because, yes. goodness, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing. As sports bettors, it's, it's, it's one thing because we're all acknowledging how poor of a football game it was. But from a sports betting standpoint... It was kind of joyous, right? Just to it go was. two, three, four, and then to like those games. You're like, should I push it further? Eh, I'll stop here, and you never can quite get it exact. But it was pretty great last night for sure. Right. I had a I made a halftime bet for no touchdowns and the Broncos to win for the game, and so yeah, the disaster of a second half was completely enjoyable up until Denver decided to let Matt Ryan drive down the field at the very end of the game. But it made what was a horrific game very entertaining. Yeah, Paul Carr, by the way, who's the uh, host of the uh, Expected Value podcast, works at True Media Network, used to work at ESPN as well. You had some long shot bet yesterday? What did you just that yeah, didn't? it was a halftime bet, uh, plus 800 for no touchdowns in the game and the Broncos to win. They were up oh, three at halftime. Oh, the parlay and It didn't look it. like there's any I way yeah. the Colts are going to do anything, and they didn't right up until those last couple minutes. Yeah, that last play... In regulation, or the interception regulation was the most frustrating thing to me. I mean, run the ball. You've been doing it well. Worst yeah. case scenario, kick a field goal with the two-minute warning. Uh, if you get a first down, the game is over. And, I mean, I don't even mind throwing it terribly, but don't throw it to the end zone against to your fourth receiver against a NFL defensive player of the year. Yeah. What are you doing? No, I mean, they were all they were all horrifically frustrating. Like, the, both of the picks were awful. Obviously, the last play of the game was just it, – it was one after the other. And yep. you and you know you you do wonder about this football team and and you you do wonder about the Colts like what did what was the big takeaway for both of those teams last night I don't know like I don't either. do we think the Colts could still win that division right that division yeah. is bad enough where the mm-hmm. Colts if they get players back and they will might still be the team to beat in that division and after seeing that last night that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't know. You don't want to be completely the prisoner of the moment. They get guys back. There's, there's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Both teams' defenses look good, and yeah. it's a little hard to say is that bad offense versus good defense. But I think both defenses were good. Um, I also still don't know how the Colts beat the Chiefs. Like watching this game with Chiefs fans, everyone's <laughs> just like throwing things from yes. uh, that game. Like, how, how do we lose the the Colts? What what in the world? And the Colts' offensive line, what happened to that? Ooh, boy. Like, that's the that's the real – those are the things we can't necessarily understand and yep. put our finger on. Uh, Survivor, before we get to your uh, Premier League picks, here are the candidates for – I know you're out, so I apologize for doing mm. this to you, but I know you're a Survivor guy. So there's tons yep. of candidates this year. Yeah. Some people have one entry. Some people have more than one. I have more than one. Um, but going through the big favorites, and there's a lot of them. New Orleans, I don't fully trust, right, against nope. Seattle, so I'm not taking nope. them. Kansas City, better opportunities lately. Later, rather, Probably. I'm going to save yep. them. Buffalo, there's Thanksgiving considerations in Cirque. I'm going to save them. 
So it comes down to five other teams, one of which is Green Bay, because I didn't use them on purpose last week, yeah. hoping for carnage. Didn't quite get there. I think I need them more next week hosting the Jets than I do this week in London against the Giants. So I'm not going to use them. So we're down to four. You tell me what you like best, what you like worst. Minnesota, right. uh, roughly a touchdown favorite against the Bears. Tampa Bay, um, they are favorites against Atlanta, double digits. Jacksonville, seven-point favorites. This is probably their biggest number that they're going to have all year for the rest of the mm-hmm. year for Jacksonville uh, in their game. And San Francisco, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Carolina. So Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, San Francisco, what do you like best? What do you like uh, least? I lean Minnesota because while the Vikings have not been as good offensively as we thought they could be, they're still quite a bit better than the Bears. I mean, aren't the Vikings still going to put up 21, 24 points? And are the Bears really going to do that? Yeah. I don't think so. My whole thing is what could possibly go wrong, right? What could go wrong with (laughs) taking Kirk Cousins and Survivor, huh? That's right. What could go wrong? So you like them best. And what do you like least? I think so. Um, Who's Tampa playing? I'm blanking out. Uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I don't trust Tampa that much. I I, I think Atlanta is decent. I'm not saying they're even necessarily a playoff team, but they're not a four-win team like a lot of people may have thought coming into the season. Yes, I would avoid Tampa I think they're okay. They'll probably be fine by the end of the year, but just in a one-off right now, I don't think I trust them yet. All right, Premier League, the world's football, global football, the beautiful game. What do you got? All right. We got three picks on Saturday. I'm going to start with Manchester City and Southampton. This is the super simple analysis. Man City is really good, and Southampton is really not. Uh, But I'm taking City to win to nil in this game because to – Borrow, I think Jeff Parlay is the one who says this on our show. I don't know how Southampton's going to score. <laughs> he says it specifically about Southampton, I believe. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I know that's his, that's his big bit, right? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I don't. I mean, City is going to score. Obviously, they've scored in every game this season. About two expected goals in every game this season. Southampton's near the bottom of the league in shots and expected goals and shot quality. Uh, pretty much everything. So I, I just think City is going to win this one handily and kind of name their score, minus 115. Man City win to nil is what I played. Okay, win to nil for Man City. And then, uh, oh, the old BTTS you got going here. Man, I, I'm going to keep going back to this well till it's dry. Uh, this is Bournemouth-Leicester City, both teams to score, minus 140. I mean, I make this play every other week here, but 27 of Leicester's last 30 road games have had both teams score. I'll throw the caveat that Bournemouth's attack is terrible. It's one of the worst in the league, but I think Leicester's defense is up to the task of conceding a goal. They've given up the most goals this season. They allow really good shots. Uh, so yeah, both teams to score Bournemouth, Leicester city minus minus one forty. Uh, keep playing it as long as it's working. All right. And then a total to wrap it up. Total. Yeah. Brighton Tottenham is also Saturday. I have over two and a half at minus minus one fifteen. Brighton goes toe to toe with these top teams. They, you know, they drew Liverpool, they beat Manchester United. They do not just bunker in and play defense and Tottenham, their games have been pretty open, too. Their last two games have had four goals. Four of the last five have been over 3.4 expected goals. So I think there's going to be lots of chances. Uh, good shots on the counter for both teams. Might be a little cagey early, but I think it'll open up later. So I like over 2.5, minus 115 in Brighton and Tottenham. All three of these games on Saturday. All on Saturday. Man City win to nil versus Southampton. Bournemouth, Leicester City, both teams to score. And Brighton and Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspurs, 2.5, the over in that one. Paul, always appreciate it, man. Uh, let's try to let's try to sweep the board, man. 
That's right. We'll see what we can do. Paul Carr, everybody, at Paul Carr uh, from True Media Networks and, of course, the Expected Value Podcast, where all podcasts are available. Pro tip of the hour, Kelly. You ready for a pro tip? Fire away. Sponsored by no one. Unsullied by sponsorship since week two of the preseason. Sports betting doesn't always require you to be O's the mentalist. The game last night was always going under great in-game betting opportunities. So no matter what your pre-flop conviction is necessarily all week and you're crunching it in your brain, once a game like that starts and you see what you see, it is incumbent upon you as a sports better to take advantage. Not all sports betting is splitting the atom. It really isn't. Can be that simple sometimes. It doesn't always work out, but sometimes, oh, it works out beautifully. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on Visa across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. I've done the math. They're all available for Visa Pro subscribers only at Visa.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Paul Spore Baseball. Oh, what a day it is in the wild card round. That's next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.